Hello? Hello? It's all around us. Hey everybody, what's up? It is I, Ro, returning after a three-month hiatus. Yeah, I know I've taken breaks from the show before, but nothing quite this long. And honestly, the reason why is this life happens. I've had uh, a lot going on. I've been working a couple of different jobs here and there uh, outside of my normal job. I've had a lot of stuff going on within the family life that's been crazy, and that stuff is starting to settle down. All of this stuff is beginning to settle down now. But I just have not had time to be able to sit down and put energy into producing this podcast the way that I like to do it. And I don't want to go back to a situation where I'm just throwing shows out there, throw them out there. And the other thing is I just have not had any time at all to put into uh, to doing this. Yes, I have been doing stuff over with John at Old Nerds Drinking, um, but that's kind of a different situation. I just kind of show up there and act like a clown, and, and we'll talk about whatever sci-fi or comic book or whatever geek thing we're into at that moment and talk about what we're drinking, and then boom, it's done, and I leave, and John takes over, and he puts you know does what he does and puts that out into the world. But even John's been having a hard time trying to get me tied down for stuff because, again, I've just been so, so freaking busy. This episode. This episode was supposed to be co-hosted with Soraya from Where the Road Go. He couldn't make it because of previous obligations to uh, his other shows, and me and him have been talking for a while about trying to get together and do a show. Again, life being what it is, it's just really hard for us to be able to uh, to be able to square that away. Anyways, this episode I have Taylor on from the Green Lion Podcast. Taylor was on the last episode that I put out three months ago. Since then, me and Stephanie have appeared on his show and did a four-hour interview about magic and empathy and a bunch of other strange topics. And that was pretty uncomfortable for me to do, but I did it anyway. So if you guys want to find it and go listen to it, I know part one's out. I'm not sure when part two is going to drop. But um, yeah, it's it's very different for me. <laughs> really uncomfortable to do but um moving on so i called taylor and said hey um i need a co-host for this show and then i told him what it was about and his response was kind of like um why do you want me on this episode and i said it'll be a lot of fun come on let's just do it so moving into that this episode we interview greg delisandro from weekly world news 
Weekly World News is this old black and white tabloid that you used to see on the newsstands at grocery stores or, you know, 7-Elevens and things like that. They were all over the place. And they always had these crazy covers on them. It said stuff like um, Elvis seen alive in Kalamazoo, Michigan, or Hillary Clinton married Bigfoot and was her love slave, or aliens are running the government or some kind of biblical crazy prophecies. And they were just this really tongue in cheek black and white magazine that covered really off the wall, sometimes paranormal, often paranormal, funny stories that everybody knew was bullshit, but we we bought it anyways because it was funny. It was kind of like the onion of its time. And it was around from the early 80s through the 90s into the early 2000s, and then one day it was just gone. So I contacted them a long time ago, about nine years ago, and said, hey, do you guys want to come on the show and talk about the history of this magazine and what you've done and where it came from. And they were very snotty and said, no, in, in, you know, in, in more words than that. But I was like, all right, whatever, screw you guys, moving on. There's many other people that I can talk to about interesting things. Fast forward to, I don't know, a couple of months ago, um, it was like, hey, uh, we're running the magazine now. We'd really like to come on your show and we'd like to talk to you. And I was like, great, I've been wanting to make this happen for years. So what follows is the interview with Greg about Weekly World News some of their history, the outlandish stories, where some of these things came from. And Greg's an interesting, fun guy. He um, he never comes out and says that this stuff is fake. You know, he's always tongue-in-cheek about it. He was, you know, we told him before the show, hey, grab your beer and whatever other forms of medicinal medication that you may need to pull this off. And he said, that's great. I'm set to go. I have that in hand. Let's roll. And what follows is that interview. So um, thank you again to Taylor for coming onto the show and kind of sitting here going, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing here, but he did. And it was a lot of fun. And uh, as I always like to say, I will see you guys at the other side. Tonight, I have Greg D'Alessandro from Weekly World News, and I'm also being joined by Taylor from the Green Lion podcast. Greg, you are with Weekly World News, and I've been dying to talk to you guys. Well, I've had my podcast, I think, going on 13 years now, and I've been wanting to talk to you guys forever. I know you've been asked a lot about the history of, of the magazine. I don't want to dwell too much on it because you've covered it in a lot of shows and stuff, but we, for people who don't know what Weekly World News was, I know it started in 1979, I believe, and then I guess take it from there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you a, I'll just do a brief little history, and then we'll get into you know other areas you want to get into. Sound good? Sure thing. Yeah, man. sure. Yeah, man. And uh, so, any first of all, Taylor Rowe, great to great to be on your your podcast. Excited to do this with you guys. It's nice so, to you. Um, um, yeah, nineteen seventy nine. Uh, started October sixteenth, nineteen seventy nine. Was the first uh, issue. Uh, we were part of uh, American Media Inc., uh, which had National Enquirer, and National Enquirer started in nineteen fifty two, and then uh, in nineteen seventy nine they went from a uh, black and white press to a color press, National Choir. So they they had these black and white presses hanging around, and they didn't want to just chuck them. So <laughs> back then they said, "Hey, let's 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 do something with it." And they had they had been collecting a bunch of bizarre but true stories, you know, uh, like a tree man out in, in Indonesia or some or someone that found like an over lar- uh, large grasshopper or you know uh, ghost stories. And so they collected a bunch of these and. That never fit into the National Choir. So they said, hey, let's just do this black and white paper, put bizarre but true stuff, and, and run with it from there. 
and uh, it took off right away. It's I think it sold 150,000 in the first issue. Sold mostly in supermarkets, right next to National Enquirer and stuff like that. So that's that's kind of how it started. The original pub publisher's name is Generoso Pope. He also published the um, the National Choir for a while, and, and uh, he's interesting because he's from Scotland, and uh, he has a this you know crazy history. There's a book about him out somewhere. I forget the name actually, but he said, "Oh wait, hold it." Oh yeah, it's called uh, the Godfather of Tabloid. So uh, he's just a crazy guy. Some people thought he worked for the CIA actually. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah. So. Anyway, so we had a wild crew of uh, writers and editors, you know, on this. And then, uh, you know, started in the 80s, you know, uh, we started getting, you know, people calling in with different kind of crazy stories. And one person from Kalamazoo called in about uh, an Elvis sighting, you know. Mm -hmm. So we, we, we uh, ran Elvis is Alive. And that, that really took off. That, that really kind of launched the paper onto another level because people are like, oh, man, Elvis is alive, you know. I was going to say, I think you guys were the creators of that. Well, I don't know if you guys were the creators, but you definitely were the ones that put it on the map and really pushed that whole, you know, the Elvis is alive thing along because you guys ran a lot of articles on Elvis sightings all over the country. Yeah, I don't know. If, yeah, I, you know, we'd like to say maybe we we, we ran the first story, uh, the first story about it, but I, I couldn't tell you 100% mm -hmm. that's true, but we did, like you say, run many, many Articles about it, sightings, uh, watched him age, talked about his, his, uh, twin brother, how it was my, made the whole thing was faked, you know? It was really his twin brother, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. Like he, he had a, he had a twin brother died when they were he born. Died you know? at, so, at you know what I mean? right? Yeah, yeah. So maybe his brother didn't die. Maybe he was really around and like, you know, there's all sorts of theories going on, you know? Yeah. So we, we ran a whole bunch of stories and a lot of sightings of him with different people, a picture of him in his casket, then a picture of an empty casket, you know, just stuff like that. So that, that went for a while. And there's a lot of people following it. The, you know, writers at the time had a, a lot of fun and they started, uh, dialing things up a little bit on the real but true. I mean, bizarre but true stories. And then, uh, uh, then in 1992, we introduced, uh, Bat Boy. Which is our, our iconic character still today. I have a Bat Boy uh, statue sitting on my desk right here. I wish you guys would produce those again so bad. Yeah, yeah. Well, do you have a bobblehead or the statue? No, it's the actual little statuette. Um, there was two of them at the time. Uh, there was yeah, a black yeah. and a white right. one and the color one, and the black and white one was sold out. And yeah, yeah. I was fortunate enough to get one, and I haven't seen them since then, to be honest. I've even tried to Google them or find somebody who's selling them. I can't find them anywhere. Interesting. Right. The bobblehead would be cool, too, though. Yeah, they all were. With the... This old bunch of that, and uh, but anyway, so that that yeah, we started Bat Boy, and that just took off like crazy because there's like this iconic image that kind of just I don't know spoke to the country, I guess. Or so right. people love that. We had many many stories about that. Then we introduced all a lot of other cryptids, you know, you know, like every state, and you guys have followed this a lot. But I mean, like every state, there's like well, besides Bigfoot and Sasquatch and Yeti and the Skunk Ape, every state has a cryptid or a mythological figure, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, so, I mean, it's incredible how many are out there. Mothman and oh Jersey God. Devil. And I mean, like, you Fair can go to... Yeah, it's it's incredible. So, it touched... So, and a lot of people, you know, 
were fascinated and captivated by by Bat Boy. So then we introduced characters like Manigator and PhD Ape and P Lod. Now P Lod is this our our alien. I don't know if you know yes. the alien. <laughs> so, yeah, so he's an alien, and he he's a you know politically savvy alien. He's uh, advised a lot of uh, presidents. So we have him pictured with you know presidents going back to to uh, Reagan, George Bush the first, Clinton, yep, uh, Bush. Then even on to uh, Obama, Trump. I mean, we we don't have Biden yet, but we we've had them all. And then during the Clinton era, uh, Clinton, we had uh, P. Lodge started dating Hillary, which was you know. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> so he's dating Hillary, and then and then of course you know then they adopted an alien baby together, which is uh, which is a lot of fun. As a matter of fact, a couple of years ago, Chelsea on her birthday, Chelsea Clinton on her birthday, uh, tweeted out something about happy, you know, thanks for, uh, you know, like happy birthday to me and to my, my sibling, my adopted alien sibling. Adopted sibling. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. So, so it was all like, uh, you know, fun and playful and everyone liked it. But P. Lodge was this, you know, alien, uh, character. Um, and so the 90s was very popular time for Wicked World News. We were referenced in, I don't know, upwards of 50 TV shows and movies. Uh, you know. Yeah, I was going to say, you got a shout out in Men in Black, sort of. There, there's a scene in there where he picks up the paper and he's reading through it. Yeah, we actually had it um, Men in Black. I mean, we had a, um, you know, licensed part of that. And, uh, oh, really? so, yeah, so I married, I married a axe murderer. There's a long click with, uh, uh, Michael Myers. It's in Twelve Monkeys, Naked Gun, American Dad, Family Guy, uh, Simpsons. I mean, it's been in. Uh, I mean, the many shows. In 1996, we had our own show on the USA Network called Week of World News. And it was like a done kind of like a, a daily show or something. Mm-hmm. We had a, a host, Edwin Newman, uh, and he was the host, and he would just go to the stories about you know. Uh, the Lake Erie monster or, or Hogzilla or Frankenswine or something like that. He would go to the story or Bat Boy and, and come back or, or, you know, a story about the three legged skater or something, you know? So, uh, so that was, that ran about only about eight or 10 episodes, but that was on USA network. Did well, uh, 1999, there was a, a musical. A lot of people know us from this, a musical Bat Boy, the musical. Started yeah, we were, we were looking started. at that uh, bef- before the show started. Um, yeah, it really sent that to me. <laughs> how how did – okay, like you guys also did the movie with David Byrne, True Stories. You have this Bat Boy musical. How how did these things fall into your lap? Did they just – like did David Byrne call you up and say, hey, I'm making a movie and yeah. I want to use – that's how it went? Yeah, yeah David Byrne is, was a, always a big fan. I mean he didn't – at the time he didn't uh, reference – Weekly World News in it, you know, he just kind of, but he, he did, you know, we did have a little agreement with him as well, but he renamed it in the, in the movie, you know, but, uh, David Byrne, yeah, true stories. Now when he talks about it, he mentions Weekly World News all the time. He's a huge fan of it. Mm-hmm. So, so he, so, um, but he, he wants to put it all in this one town in Texas. So yeah, we, we, for some reason, a lot of musicians, especially punk, uh, new wave artists, have been attracted to um, Weekly World News. Uh, Weird Al Yankovic did a song called Midnight Star that was about Weekly World News. He just named the paper Midnight Star. And uh, 
a band called the Lunachicks did a song about uh, one of our vice columnists called Dear Dottie. I don't know if you remember. She's like a very opinionated vice columnist for mm-hmm. women. And uh, so that did that. But, you know, we've been popular with bands like the Dead Kennedys, uh, Megadeth. Uh, I mean, there's you know seven because many, many bands. Your magazine was like – it was like a fanzine, like back in the days of punk rock and record stores and things like that. People would get a hold of printing presses and they would just do fanzines about bands and go out at like a punk magazine. Another, you know, it was one of those magazines. And that's very much kind of what you guys did. You had this leftover. Was it in Minnesota? I think it was that you had that black and white printing press that was left over. And uh, was Lantana, Florida. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't know why I thought it was Minnesota, but. So it was just like, hey, let's just put out a magazine, you know? And it's like, yeah, you know, that's kind of the dream that everybody wanted to do at one point or another. Any, like, it's, it's kind of what blogging is now. But, you know, back then it was like, yeah, let's just put out this magazine. And you guys just kind of went for it. You just threw caution to the wind and you just covered the craziest shit, you know? Like, the, like the Batboy thing was, was huge. Everybody, everybody that knows your magazine, everybody remembers that cover of the Batboy, Batboy with his head thrown back with the fangs. Yeah, yeah. And he's got Batboy that, like, cave. Yep. yeah, in West Virginia cave. And he's got that, like, what the fuck is going on look on his face, you know? Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it was, uh, Dick Copa was the artist that was working for you guys back then that created it. And I think it came out on January 23rd of 1992, if I remember correctly. Yes, um, that, that's right. I've studied up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah, said very good. Yeah. Yeah. And Dick Copa is right. And matter of fact, we lost, he, he passed away this past year. Yeah, I, I and, read about uh, that. Sad to see it. Yeah, and uh, so a big shout out to Dick because for he, he was the, uh, you know, he worked with the an editor, but he did the artwork and everything. So, uh, but yeah, big shout out to him because that's that's the image is what really uh, yeah, it's, it's captured very iconic style too. imagination. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, maybe punk. I mean, maybe there's something about um, the rebel nature of it, and also like we, you know, we even at the beginning, like our our, our graphics and everything were not like you know the. Time magazine level or anything, you know. No, what but I mean? they were still pretty like, cool. Like, yeah, it, was it cool. had its you know, like you you looked at a Weekly White, World you know? News and it had its own look to it. Like the the art and everything, it just it all just meshed together and it fits so well. Like you could look at it like nothing else was like Weekly World News. It, it nothing was like it. Like the, I, I mean, yeah. it was it was it was just, it was it was Americana. It was pure Americana. You know, there was no other way sure. to put it. Yeah, exactly. And and um, we don't like to use the. uh we call it the F word around here, you know, mm-hmm. which is fake news. People, people sometimes say we're the oh, sure. father or grandfather of fake news. Cause of course, 100% of what we write is, is, is completely true. Cause we're the world's only reliable news. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. But, but uh, yeah. today though, there's like, uh, you know, today it, 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 it means something else. Like fake news today means to deceive somebody. Yeah, exactly. Somebody. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, different but connotations. Back, right. But back when we started, it was like fun, playful. You know what I mean? Like, so maybe people are kind of coming back to that now because we're getting a lot more interest in it. And it's just like, you know, come over, come over by us and, and have some fun. It's playful and, and it, and it stimulates your imagination because we, we talk about all sorts of things about planets and, uh, gravity and, and, uh, whether, you know, flat earthers and, and, uh, whether the earth is round or flat. Mm-hmm. And, 
Mm -hmm. you know, for, for what it's worth, I think there's, there's a big difference between like, you know, weekly world news where you're, you're kind of serving sort of a, uh, you know, a niche or like a area that needs to be filled such as like the onion does for other types of stuff. Um, compared to the type of what people refer to as like fake news coming out of a news organization that purports themselves to be very factual and, you know, in like a, you you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. People legitimately go to those news sources for like, well, you know, not that they necessarily should, but how to think and how to, how to, um, what to believe about certain things in, in current events or whatever the case is. Yeah. You can almost tell, what uh, news uh, uh, organization people watch or read by what yep. they say, you know, because like they're, you know what I mean? You can kind of tell a Fox News person or yeah, a CNN person, right? You know? I'm not going to Weekly World News for information to inform my opinion. Exactly. Right. exactly. <laughs> yeah. nor, nor are you really going to The Onion for that kind of information, but you, I mean, exactly. you go there for entertainment and you go there when you want to hear the real truth, right? Because that's, you know, with, right. That's what the they don't stuff. want you to know who exactly, exactly they is is like who is the they of they though anyways so yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but but we have been uh we have been correct on a number of things uh so like uf like ufos for instance we wrote a, a lot about ufos and a lot about aliens of course you know and that they're they're here and they've been here you know and now in 2021 the pentagon releases all this information and in England, they're releasing all sorts of information about UFOs. Sure. And it turns out that UFOs, I mean, that uh, Weekly World News was at the uh, forefront here. We were finally vindicated. Of, you know? Yeah, vindicated. As a matter of fact, uh, I posted this thing a couple of weeks ago. We, uh, in 2002, there was an article on Weekly World News saying that uh, China had invented a, an, a, a, a virus that they were going to release on the world to cause a pandemic. That was in October of 20, 2002. You know, though, that's, that's kind crazy. of that's the Simpsons effect, really, when, when you <laughs> yeah, think yeah. about it. You know, like I, I, the Simpsons have reported everything in one way or another, which leads to the Simpsons are part of the Illuminati. So right. I, I'd just like to say if you guys are part of the Illuminati, um, yep. I've really been trying to join for quite some time. I've sent multiple applications. I've made several phone calls and none of them are getting back with me. So if you could put a good word in with those people, I'd really appreciate it. That'd be great. Oh yeah. You know, yeah, if you could, if you could send me that application. Oh, I, I mean, can do that. I can I'll, do that. Sir. I'll see. I'll make sure it gets into the right, right hand. Absolutely, you know? sir. Absolutely. You, might, you might get a, you might get a visitor a couple of days later, but that's okay. That's fine. I, I, I'm okay. completely cool with being sent down and being interviewed by the Illuminati. I have a media outlet, so I, I have a useful purpose. I feel that I could serve the Illuminati in their goals and their purposes and so forth. You know, I just want to I mean, get the uh, the bootleg copies of the movies before they get released to the Academy Awards yeah. and stuff. That's really all I want out of it for the most part. I, I, I think from all, all your podcasts, that, that uh, and I've listened to a bunch of them recently, they're, uh, you're definitely a great candidate for the Illuminati. Oh, absolutely, I would be. I, right. yeah. I, mean, I don't know who else would be better. You know? I, I'm really good at acting like a dumbass, too, so I can pull that off pretty okay. well. So, yeah. but anyways. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, no, we got you. I need to ask you about some stuff that's happened with the show, though. Uh, we were talking before the show, and you've ta- you were talking about the whole Bat Boy thing. 
And Dick Coppola originally came up with the concept to be like a space alien or something like that. And then somebody got a hold of it and, and it morphed into the whole Batboy thing. And then Batboy became a thing. Um, and then I was also reading somewhere that at one point the FBI actually called you guys and asked you to retract an article because the FBI was getting so many phone calls in regards to the Batboy where people were like, you're mistreating him, you're treating him cruelly. And I just found it funny that the FBI actually got so irritated about it that they actually had to call you guys and say, hey, cut the shit. And then apparently the person hung up the phone and he said, yes, we'll, we'll stop running it immediately, so forth. Hung up the phone and then he looked over and said, we need to run an article saying Batboy escapes from FBI custody. So that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's exactly, that's exactly right. And that's exactly our, uh, MO. And, and by the way, so, so Dick Culpo, yeah, he, he was, he was uh, tasked with, with coming up with like this drawing of, uh, an alien, you know, because mm-hmm. we were going to write another alien story. Obviously an eyewitness out. description, of course. Yes. Yes. Right, right. Absolutely. Based on, you know, yeah. Eyewitness testimony. Yes. And, and then someone, uh, then he was, manip- you know, manipulated a little bit and, and, uh, Eddie Klontz, this, who was a great editor in chief for a long time. He was probably the, the, the the one that gave Wicked World News its voice named Eddie Klontz, C L O N T Z, and and uh, so he he saw the image and he said, oh, that's Bat Boy. I mean, I'm like, so he kind of came up with the name, and then they kind of refined it after he talked about it. But mm-hmm. but yeah, the I mean, oh, every time when it when it catches on like that, and uh, and we have gotten calls from from FBI, from corporations, from celebrities. And usually if they call about some, some article, that's when we write more about it. So that's basically, you know, yeah. So another like example is it, uh, yeah. Another example is that in 2012, I think it was 2011 or 12. So we went fully online in 2008 and then we ran, like we had a really good run online before we kind of, uh, went dormant in 2015, but, uh, and now we're reviving it. But, um, so we, we wrote that uh, Facebook is is shutting down in 2012. So we wrote it in January. It was in January of 2012. And uh, I think that day a week, our, our website couldn't handle. We had like 10, 11 million uh, people, uh, the visitors. And it just kept going and going. And then two weeks later, uh, Mark Zuckerberg released a press release saying that, they weren't shutting down and that this was all like it's a hoax. He thought it was a hoax. It's fake news. So, so, so that immediately made us write more about it saying, obviously where he's, they're shutting down because now he's, he, uh, he's putting this release out. So then we put a date on it. We're saying it's shutting down on May 31st of that year. And then we started a, um, uh, online petition to have people save Facebook, you know. And we had over 800,000 people oh sign the uh, petition. So, so, so that's pretty much. So that's pretty, <laughs> I mean, so that's pretty much how it goes. I mean, same thing with Bat Boy. So, so let me get this right. You guys started a rumor that Facebook was going to shut down, then acknowledged that yes, they're going to shut down, and then in turn, you created a petition to keep Facebook alive, even though Facebook was never going to shut down. You just created a fake petition to. But the petition worked. It did. Right. I guess it was yes. around. Yes, yes. And then when May 31st came around and it didn't shut down, we're like, oh, our petitions worked, you know? Exactly. 
exactly. But then, he, then it was going to be shut down again, obviously. So we thought <laughs> it went on for a while. Now, we couldn't do that today because Facebook controls all, all sorts of things now, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and they would just kind of, you know, take us off Facebook or something. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> so but by the same token, it was, it was great advertisement for Facebook, you know, at the same time, you know. Oh, yeah. That's true. They- very, very uh, annoyed, and we got a bunch of phone calls, and uh, and then the press release, and then we're like, you know, hey, we're just reporting what we what we found out. You know, we have great investigative reporters here, and uh, that's what we're hearing, you know, from the inside. You know, maybe you want to check with some of the people that work for you. You know, <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. So, but when you deal with the government, like you know, Bat Boy, the whole thing about Bat Boy was like, you know, it's because the FBI. Uh, when they found him, they captured him. They brought him to a lab, you know, and they were gonna, the government was holding him, but then he is escaped, you know, against his will, you know, so he, he went on the run and he escaped. And then it made the FBI look really bad, cause like, you know, they're, they're, you know, basically abusing this beast, you know, this, uh, creature. Bat Boy's basically Whoa. a millennial, so he'd Whoa. be what, in his 40s by now, something like that, right around there? I think we I think we have him at like about 38 right now, but you know he's a genetic mutant, so he's uh, even though he's become wiser and has a lot more life experience, he's still same size, and uh, this he looks basically the same, you know. So so what's he doing these days? I mean, he's been out in the world. He's 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 you know he's he's got a little jib in his step at this point. He's a little bit longer in the tooth. He may not be looking that way, but last year, you know, he's kind of changed. He's changed a little bit over the years. You know, he's experimented with, he's done, he's had a lot of life experiences. And, yeah. and last year, there was a lot of people that, that were, are, have been longtime fans of him and urged him to run for president, which is what he did. He ran on it. I was going to ask, is he, is he going to yeah. run again? You know, he, we, we'd like him to run again. I mean, that's what, I mean, not that we're part of his organization, but, you know, we hear that, that, you know, we like his people around him and himself. We'd like him to run again, but, you know, he didn't get it the press. You know, we were the only, uh, paper that was, that was, that was covering his campaign. And, and, uh, then he, I don't know if you, you guys probably don't even know because, you know, we're trying to get the word out. He, his vice president was Bigfoot. So it was, it was Bat Boy and Bigfoot, the double B. Uh, team, and then you know we did get a bunch of votes in some states, including Arizona, California, Texas, West Virginia, of course, where we have Bat Boy beer. For example, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, that, that how much did they pay to license that? It was like ten, well, I don't like ten thousand dollars or something like that, or I don't remember well, the, the company in uh, in West Virginia. Yeah, that makes the Bat Boy beer. They they paid yeah, you guys. No, a license agreement, you know, uh, so they, they make it and we, they just pay us a fee. I, I'm not exactly sure what yeah. the number is. It wasn't a, a fee, but we get, we get a good percentage of it. It's, it's, it's sort of the same thing with the, the musical, which was, uh, now I'm going back, sorry, but 1999. So, uh, you know, Tim Robbins, the actor, big fan of Bat Boy and Week of World News. He wanted to do a musical. He had an idea. He had a, a this group called the Actors Gang, and uh, so he he hired the guys that um, they wrote a musical. Heather's. They did the music in the book for uh, okay called Heather's. I don't know if you guys ever heard of. It. Oh yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah. yeah. So they 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 put that together, and uh, so we licensed it to him, and then he it premiered at um, Kurt Douglas Theater in Culver City. 
1999, did very well. Then it went to the West End in London, did very well. And then uh, 2001, it opened off Broadway, but it opened on like September 18th, 2001, which is not the best time. Oh. Uh, so we had a contract to, you know, they just fulfilled a couple of weeks and then closed it. But mm-hmm. it then, then had this life in high schools and colleges around the country. It was, it's been played at like many, many colleges, including across the board, like from Harvard to Ohio State to Arizona State to, you know, I'm Yale, Princeton, to, you know, community colleges, high schools have many, many places have done Bat Boy, the musical. So wow. a lot of the. A lot of the younger people know know from Bat Boy the musical, you know, the, the Bat Boy. They were introduced to Weekly World News that way, you know. So, uh, and that's still out there. It hasn't played in the last year, but it, it's it's still out there. Well, yeah, COVID. So that that you know that definitely put probably put a big hinder in things. Um, that's interesting, though. I'd like to see that sometime if it comes around. Uh, you know, if it's if it's going around again, different people are performing it. Oh yeah, well you know we'd love to have it in in Minnesota. Actually, we have one of our uh, we have a great writer based in Minnesota right now. So, nice. And uh, yeah, it's really great. And um, so maybe we can get it up get it up in uh, in Minnesota in uh, Minneapolis yeah, too. Get it at the Orpheum. Yeah. So I I gotta ask about the company. I gotta ask about like what the process was like. Because from what I was reading, you guys didn't like sit down and have a big meeting or something like that. So I'm envisioning like this big, huge, long office, like the head guy of the company is just sitting at the other end of the office with his big desk or whatever or inside of his office or whatever. And everybody's just sitting at their desks furiously trying to come up with ideas, like tossing stuff back and forth around the office at one another. Is that what, how, how a lot of this stuff developed? Like how, how did some of these ideas come, come to fruition, yeah. you know? Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, you know, at the time they would call it clippings, you know, people would clip articles from all around the world, you know, mm-hmm. different, different, and so it have all those articles uh, around clippings, but there wasn't like people in the, in, in the offices, it was more of like, a, you know, a, if you picture the office, but four or five guys in the sitting in the center, like maybe around a table, you know, yeah, it, it just kind of uh, spitting ideas at each other. And, and then trying to make each other laugh or, you know, have a crazy idea and then running with it. So just playing off each other, mostly, I guess, like a writing room like you would have for, like, Saturday Night Live or something. Yeah. So combined with, like, a, maybe like a Washington Post kind of journalist bent to it. Because some of the people that, that wrote at the very beginning were all ex Washington Post, New York Times writers, I think. Uh, oh, interesting. Uh, Brad and Phil. Yeah, it was really crazy. They were they came from these reputable, uh, you know, news, you know, newspapers, and they went to a place that was even more reputable. What could we right. news? <laughs> Bring, bringing their experience where it's where it's needed the yeah. most. So they had a, a lot of fun. I mean, there were some people at the time because I, you know, as I said, it started like in 1999, right? But at the beginning, you know, they would have interviews for people, and the interviews. That were held in a bar, you know, basically, you know, oh, to hire photo editors or writers. And you just, you know, if you can, you hang with them in a bar, maybe a week later, they would invite you to the office and, and, uh, sure. see if you can get, get you in. You just, it, you have to be in the, the right, uh, mindset, you know, to, to, uh, you know, uh, imagination is just a big part of it. And it's not just all just, uh, making stuff up. It's like based on reading a lot of, Science, 
science, uh, a lot of, a lot of things about, uh, different, these mythological, uh, pictures or just imagining things about the Bible. We did a lot of stuff about the Bible, conspiracy theories, of course, uh, you know, you have biblical prophecies, a lot about Nostradamus, you know, and we've had a lot of predictions. So we have a lot of, you know, people that could come up with stuff about the, the future, uh, right, and the past and historical stuff. So people gave a, a, had a lot of knowledge about a lot of different things, but they're all basically fun, energetic, playful people, you know. So what happens so, when somebody calls you up and says, yeah, I've got a story for you. I was Bigfoot's love slave for four years. You know, like, yeah. like when that phone call comes in, does somebody look up and like, hey, hey, everybody quiet real quick. Hold on a minute. And you're like, yeah, ma'am, go ahead. What do you got to say? Or, or. Yeah, yeah. So, so most, most places would hang up on something like that. And then we would, but we wouldn't get right into the Bigfoot love slave part. We would say, we would get more specific, like, you know, so where did this happen? How many times, you know, what was he wearing, you know? Yeah, what were you wearing, you know? We get right to the specifics. Of yeah. The whole thing. Yeah. You know, it's just like, so all right, we, we, we believe you. We got you. So now let's, let's get in, let's get into it to just, to make sure that we get all the facts right and all straight. So, so the more compelling yeah. of a story that somebody called in with, the more they had their shit together with the story, those would be the ones that you would gravitate, I would assume, too, because it would probably be less work for you right. guys to put into it. It's like, all right, this guy's already got the story. All we have to do is print what he's telling us. You know, right, right. Someone said, uh, called up and said, you know, my my refrigerator's talking to me. You know, we wouldn't just hang up on him. We'd be like, well, what did they tell you to eat for breakfast? You know, or you know, right. like you know, you gotta find out, like, like what, what like, because because if, if it's really talking to you, it's like, what are they saying? What is the kind of thing like that? You know, yeah. So we. We take all that kind of, and 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 believe me, we get a lot of crazy stuff. Of oh, I want to hear about it. <laughs> it's a little. It's a little. Uh, I mean, I I don't know because now when we went from when we went online in 2008, so it was in print, and we and our and our our peak circulation in print was about 1.3 or 4 million a, a, an issue, you know. So, but then we went online. Now we have fans in like England, um, Australia, India, of course, but then also Japan. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of Japanese because uh, they translated it into Japanese and then it was translated in, in Spain and France. So there's all these kind of people sending us stuff, you know, and telling us things. Uh, Australians are, are taught. Tell us a lot about this thing called the drop bear. I don't know if you know about these drop bears. Oh, yeah. I'm very familiar with those. You do? You know, yeah. I don't know anything yeah. about it. Go right ahead. Oh, they'll, they'll kill you. Yeah, kill them. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, well, they're <laughs> yeah. – I might yeah. not be the best person to talk about them. But no. Yeah, oh. in Australia, drop bears, are, it's a it's a, a terribly deadly uh, situation where if you're wandering around, you're out on a walkabout or you're uh, you know walking through the wilderness, you got to watch out. you got to look up. And you have to be aware of the bears that hide in the trees because they'll drop right on you and kill you. Yeah, that's okay. what that's what happens. You gotta you gotta be careful. You gotta be looking up and, and watching where you're working in Australia. So we find out stuff like that in South Africa. There's some crazy. Uh, uh, I don't even know. I, I could say this uh, creature that's got this humongous uh, penis. Oh, a tokolosh. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, tokolosh. Exactly. I know all about tokolosh. <laughs> Yeah, Why am I not surprised, Ro, that you just knew that immediately? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's okay. very good. I could have 
I've done episodes about it. Yeah, the Tokolosh. It's this little dwarf-like creature that witches summon, and it's got a huge penis that'll it'll just flop around its shoulders and stuff and walk around. Um, witches uh, would summon them for sex slaves. Yes, and I, I think their penises were barbed, but I can't remember correctly right now. Uh, the Tokolosh is not something that I sit around and think about all the time. But yes, I know. I know what it is. <laughs> it's like the same thing with Australia. Like you know, they talk about the drop bear. So like, so there's a whole bunch of people say, "Oh, it's just made up and everything." But there's a good, good group of people that that fully believe and have seen these drop bears. You know. Mm-hmm. Very good pronunciation, by the way, there. On that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> what was that, Taylor? You cut off. Go ahead. The, the, the people who are saying the, the droppers are made up have never had to deal with one. So, of course, they're going to say it's made up. Yeah, they don't right. have the drop on the drop bear. That's exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, why? Yeah, of course, you would deny it if you've never seen it. It's like ghosts or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. people. So, I mean, we also had a, a, there was in Germany, there was a guy, and this was back when it was in print. There was. There was about a story about a, a guy with a, a horn on his head. You know, he had a, he was he was, he had this little horn growing out of his head, but it bent over and went kind of went down his neck. And so, so we wrote this article. Uh, you could probably find it. I don't know what year it was in, but it, so we had this man with this big horn over his head. But we, you know, we moved him over to I think it was Arkansas or something, right? So, so that became a very big. Uh, Article because it had the, this. Uh, I, I don't have all the all the articles in front of me, but yeah, it's very popular. And wound up, um, they wound up building a statue in the town that we mentioned in the article to this guy with the horn on the head. Mm-hmm. So now, if you go to this town, they'll they'll uh, they'll tell you about the guy with the horn on the head. So it, it's almost like it's before the Weekly World News. Yeah. Oh, you know, there yeah. you go. It's like it's now everything kind of takes a life on it on it, of its own, you know. On and uh, yeah, it does. You know, it's it's uh, you know, and then we do have a you know planet planetary people like like I was saying before about Earth is round and flat, right? Yeah. So we talked to this guy who uh, physics now he was in from London, and we wrote about this too. If you did that, that the Earth is is both round and flat. Okay, so what happens is that it's mostly <laughs> round, but sometimes it becomes flat. Okay. You know? <laughs> well, I've you heard it's, it's a quantum superposition so, of yeah. both. So it's, it's moving. It's a breathing planet that uh, you know collapses in and then and expands out. Almost, yeah, almost like it's breathing. You know. So in the universe, so we get uh, we get uh, things like that. Too old So I'm curious, has anybody ever contacted you about the creature known as Popobawa? You ever heard about that one? No? no. Oh, okay. Popobawa is this self. What's that? I'm spelling that. P-O-P-O-B-A-W-A. It's another creature that we've covered uh, quite some time ago. We actually do a whole show about these weird, like, sex demon creatures. Popobawa, just just so you know, in case somebody does contact the company, because now that we're putting this out there, somebody may contact you about it. It's this South American shape-shifting creature that primarily looks like a bat. And what it will do is it will – it has been known to fly into windows and rape men from behind and then tell them, if you don't go out and tell somebody that I did this to you, I will come back and do it to you again. So it – 
it does this demeaning thing, and then it, it then it tells you if you know you you go tell people that I did this to you, and if you don't, I'll come back and I'll do it again to you. And it usually pops up around election times, oddly enough. Um, but oh. yeah, it's a real thing. Google it sometime; you'll be surprised. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, I learned some learned some new every time. I mean, I just learned. Uh, that's a crazy one. Pop a bow. I heard about this one called. I didn't know about this one called Wendigo. Wendigo? Did you? Oh, Wendigo? That's in my neck of the woods. Yeah, it's like a uh, evil spirit from um, East Coast in Canada, Great yep. Plains. I don't know. Yep, causes only, cannibalism. It, 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 possesses, it possesses like human beings, you know. Uh, a lot of stories of that up here in, in Minnesota and Wisconsin too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, yeah, it makes you want to cannibalize people or something. Yeah, it's a know. Native American folk, folklore legend. I believe it comes from the Ojibwa, but I know there's people out there that are probably screaming on their earphones right now, saying, "No, you're wrong. It's blah blah blah." But right, right, right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so. yeah cannibalistic, supernatural. I, I don't know. I mean, people know much better, but there you go. I didn't. I, we didn't know about that when we we're going to start writing about Wendigo. You know? Yeah. I don't even. I'm saying it. Right. You know, it's Wendigo, but yeah, some, yeah, some people Wendigo. call him Dago. Yeah, yeah, because I don't want to mispronounce it either. Because you know, well, you don't. So what you don't like, want to mispronounce some... is Popobawa, because Popobawa shows up. You know, you've got a problem on your hands. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, I, I would uh, make sure to pronounce that one right. <laughs> have, you guys, have you guys done shows about Krampus too? Like, oh yeah, I've done shows on Krampus. Yeah, many times. It's it's been a while since I've done one. Well, Krampus is pretty much. It, it, it's become part of the zeitgeist now. It's it's most people that are into this kind of stuff. Pretty much everybody knows that Krampa, where Krampus is, it's like the opposite of Santa Claus, where he's the one that shows up for the bad kids, you know, and grabs the bad kids and throws them into the bag and smacks them with a stick right. and so much. There's there's a few different variations on the Krampus legend throughout um, Europe, and they go under different names yeah. like Black Pete and a few other ones, or but they're all Le basically Crucier. Krampus. Yeah, that's another one. He's like, yeah, I forgot all about that one. Thank you. Um, that was my yeah. first introduction to yeah, it. I'd never heard of Krampus until uh, La Bouchier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we, we, we've been hearing you know, more and more about Krampus lately. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just seems to be getting more and more uh, popular. So I, I, I could see it's like cele- more, more and more celebrations of Krampus or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you call it a celebration, but uh, you know, something. But you know, it's like all these. So we get we get all these kind of things. We get we do get many submissions from a lot of people, and, and some of them are people that you know I I, uh, I worry about. You guys went through a time where you actually kind of had to go out and actually start hunting for these stories. Now in this day and age, I'm assuming you guys just get flooded with with stuff. You know, at this point, to where it's like, what, yeah, you know, yeah, what do we hard. pick and choose now? You know. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to 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 you know figure out uh, to to pick because there's a wealth of it's a, and it's a lot easier to find out stuff, you know. Yeah. And um, so yeah, we get we get a ton of information and a ton of submissions and uh, so we're just and we're just getting getting back into getting this thing back on its feet. You know, we want to go back into print. Mm-hmm. We just did a, 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 a greatest covers issue in April and we're, we got that all worked out, but um. Yeah, I saw we that. have to get the distribution into the super. We want to be back at the supermarkets, back where people saw us, you know. And, and are you guys planning to still do black and white, or are you going to do a oh, oh, yeah. color? Yeah, okay. That's our thing is black and white. I mean, yeah. Some people keep telling us, yeah, maybe you should try color. Do every time we try color, people start going, whoa, what's, what's this? You know. 
No, I, I would stick with the black and white. Well, that was something yeah. I was going to mention. I uh, was reading a couple articles today, and uh, I saw the one about uh, the Demon Burgers, uh, which is on there from end of October, I believe. Yes, yeah. Um, and that, you know, all the images in there, I, I think, were black and white, and it just had this, like, feel to it that even though it was online, it almost felt like reading, a you know, a print magazine or, or picking up that kind of copy. You guys have the the logo yeah, in the yeah. upper corner, and it's the website's really good. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're still, you know, we're still working on everything, and uh, but yeah, we're, I mean, uh, I look at it like uh, LP. People, some people like LPs now or vinyl, you know. Yep. So uh, I want to offer print, and but still, we'll have online, you know, our online site, and we have a good following on Facebook where there's a lot of engagement. We have a lot of engagement on Facebook. At Weekly World News, and uh, we're growing Instagram and Twitter, but uh, so it's, it's a lot of work. We've, we've focused a lot on um, TV, film, and uh, new media stuff. So that's that's where we're we're focused now because it's gonna. We want to bring back everybody that l- loves Weekly World News, and we there's so many uh, that I meet with, and when I bring the old issues, I I can't get them back because they just keep them, you know. Uh, there's a lot of people who just want to bring them all back and get get this to the uh, biggest crowd we can, the biggest number of fans. Um, we do have, I can tell you right now, because this is soon, we do have a uh, a Bat Boy TV series that is uh, that is going to be uh, going to happen. Nice. Oh, really? What network? Yeah. So you'll be the first ones to know that. I, I can't tell you where and when, but it, it's it'll be in the next year, and uh, and we're pretty excited about that. That took a lot of work, and so we have, we've there's been a tremendous amount of interest in Weekly World News because we we have 115,000 articles, and we have 300 characters growing. You know, there's two things that I would love to see from you guys. I would love yeah. to either see a a X Files type show that follows the exploits of somebody who's a reporter for your magazine that goes out and covers these stories, you know, and has crazy things happen to them, a la X Files or Fringe or, you know, debris, something along those lines. Um, kind mm-hmm. of, yeah, that'd be funny. Even like that, but it'd have to be the really funny, like really off the wall stories, but done right. kind of completely serious. Like, like this is a but guy tastefully. that. Yeah, tastefully, but this is like, this is like this guy, this thing's happened to this guy and he goes and investigates them and no one's ever going to believe him. And they're always just looked at as, yeah, it's tabloid trash, but it like actually right, happens right, to right. him. Um, and if for legal reasons, I give you full permission to use that idea. Uh, okay. or the other thing I would like to see is I would like to see some kind of a serious movie, like actually played with actors and stuff about like the birth and history of this magazine. Like you saw the movies like about the New York Times and how these papers came into oh. existence and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. It would well, just be well, 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 Ro, you're gonna be happy about both of those because the first one we have something very similar that we've been pitching for a while, and it's been close with a, a writer director Adam Rifkin. He did Detroit Rock City movie. Okay. Uh, and uh, and so that 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 one we have and it's works. And we also have uh, as of the last about six weeks uh, a a documentary about Wiki World News underway. Okay. You know, working on that. So that's. We're back to 1979 going forward and, uh. Yeah, that'd be cool to see like the birth of it. Everybody just sitting around in a bar drinking beers being like, I've got this idea for a magazine and I've got a black and white printing press and I don't know what the hell I'm going to do yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, exactly. and just watch how this magazine grew 
throughout history and all that. Because I know there's, as with all magazines, there was probably behind the scenes fights and arguments and people coming and going and, and like, you know, like I want to, I want to see like the birth of the, the whole Batboy thing or like, hey, I've got an idea for this Elvis thing, you know, like all of the things, right. like all of the things that we grew up reading going, wow, I wonder how this story came into being. I'd like to see the history like told in a movie form about how all these things happen, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and we have uh, our, our, another one of our, our – well, exactly. That's exactly right. I mean, we have – there's some very colorful uh, photo editors that work there. I mean, this, this woman now, he, like she's in her 70s now, but she's she she does uh, something called um, – uh, she has a tour called of Gators and Guns down in New Orleans if you want to go – it sounds American as hell. <laughs> yeah, Gators and Guns. You go out on this tour. I'll give her a little shout out because she's very colorful. She'll be in the documentary. She's great. But she, uh, you go out on this tour and um, you you <laughs> takes you out on a swamp boat and you go to some place and a building. And you shoot a uh, like a machine gun, you know. Yeah. Uh, in a building, and then you you do that. Most of the people that do it are from the Northeast for some reason. And then, uh, and then after you do that, for the fun of that, <laughs> you get back in the swamp boat and she takes you to go see some alligators. Like, so this just was, sounds like something to be like Tiger King or something, you know, <laughs> with Carol Danvers yeah, yeah, or something, exactly. you know. It's crazy. This is the craziest thing I've heard about. But she was a photo editor and she was like, she had dated one of the, uh, you know, crazy uh, editors at the time who, would never go to the office either. And he was also from Scotland. I don't know. You know, just, uh, she has some crazy stories, which I think she'll, she'll put into the. Yeah. Like, how does, how does this come together? How does a guy from Scotland come to America and write this paper? How do you end up, how do you start out writing for the Washington Post to, to end up doing this? You know, like, what is you know, I, I want to know I, these well, stories <laughs> yeah and then I can't tell you exactly about that because that was you know preceded me but I mean but but but, but uh, you know I think they just got tired of of uh, New York and DC and everything they went down to Florida and they they oh, Florida explains it all they didn't really want to work they didn't want to work for the National Enquirer because you know it's I don't know it's like it's celebrity trash stuff. yeah exactly. <laughs> So now, uh, so they 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 thought that they could uh, lend their expertise to to Weekly World News, you know. So I got to ask now. Now that you're trying to get the magazine back into pub, it sounds like it's doing pretty well too, from what you're talking about. I mean, is it getting well received? Are people really on board for this? Or yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's growing. You know, we're we're finding more and more people that are are fans. You know. Uh, that are that want to help us, and you know, we're, it's going to take an army. So we want to get it back to it's. It's it is a bit of Americana. Like we have a, a national treasure and Bat Boy, and and uh, and I, we just, I you know, I, I'm out of my mind, passionate about it, and crazy about it, and believe in it. You know, I just have everything I I have into it, and I, I just find I would give up on it, but everywhere I go, there's people that are equally passionate about it, and and. Uh, want to see it back fully up and running again, which is what I want it to be. So, Okay, in this day of, of – I'm going to use the F word, fake news. It's like we said earlier where if you post something on Facebook yeah. and it, it's it's obviously a fake stupid picture or you're, pasting, you're posting an article like from The Onion that is obviously fake and then Facebook jumps all over you. Independent fact checkers have found this to be wrong or whatever. How oh does – 
weekly world news fire itself back up again and become a thing in this world, the world that we live in today, where you have things like QAnon and fake news is always tossed around. And, and it's like Taylor was talking about earlier about how, you know, these things are used to manipulate people and so forth. How, how do you plan on dealing with that kind of an environment, you know, with weekly world news popping back up again? You know, because there's well, a lot of us that we know, we know what weekly world news is. A lot of us that do, but there's right. also a lot of other people. Like, I mean, you just had QAnon at a rally waiting for John F. Kennedy Jr. to show that he was still alive again. You know, right. it's like, <laughs> how right. do you plan well, on wait, navigating you know, these waters? Yeah, see, I think – and I think other publications want to do the same thing. But we're – we realize like on Facebook, if we put something up that's like highly, conf, you know, controversial, like say we wrote something about a vaccine, even if it was like, you know, you said Abe Lincoln had the first COVID vaccine or something, you know. They would they would immediately slap something on it saying yep. you know COVID information or something. Uh, so that but if that's like that's kind of harmless. But if I put other things, they'll just take it right there. You know they'll, they'll they just they just like I put some I can't even remember. But if it's if it's something um, highly controversial, I mean to actually Trump, if you put stuff up, was no problem. If you put some up, and we we're apolitical, we try not to have any side, you know, because we want to be for everybody. Yeah, that's we're, that's the smart not, way to be, yes. Yeah, we don't want to we don't we're not picking sides. But I think we put something about Biden that was taken down. Mm-hmm. Things you know, certain celebrities maybe it'll get taken down. And so but we don't want to have people take us but and also on Facebook uh to avoid uh like li- I don't know, liability or suits or something we never did. We've always been a news organization, you know? Mm-hmm. So in the last year and a half, we're still a news organization, but they had us put satire parody on mm-hmm. as well. So, yeah, but knowing you guys, you would just flip the satire into satire to make the satire a parody of itself. Exactly, exactly. That's what we want. <laughs> but I think the, I think what everyone wants to do, other publications too, is like so. Face you got Facebook on one side, and then you have Google on the other side. You have to kind of please Google for your website now. Yeah. No, so we're trying to please Google and please. So we don't want to please either one of them. So we're trying to uh, build our newsletter list so we could have a daily newsletter, you know, and then we we could do whatever we want, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh so yeah, that, So that that's what a lot of people are doing. Then we have control. You know, Facebook can change their name a million times or or, or take themselves down, or and, and we could still exist, you know. Yeah. And we don't have to be beholden to Google. We don't have to be Facebook or anything. So. I think that's where we're we're heading towards while we still stay on those uh platforms, you know. It's 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 uh it's a strange new world. But we're trying new things too. Like we're on this um we're going out to this thing called the sandbox. We're one of the first it's like this virtual metaverse where you game, you know? Yeah. I okay. can't even tell you I, I can't even tell you too much about it because I, I I'm still I think learning. I've heard of that. It's like uh it's it's going to be launching soon. Snoop Dogg, Walking Dead, and uh, a couple other places are already on there. If you look at sandbox.game, I think. So pretty soon, we just we're going to be one of the first ones on there. There's going to be like a a, a weekly world news. We have some acreage on this game. <laughs> it's like Second Life, if you remember yeah. what Second Life was. It was like yeah, this so virtual reality like game way ahead of its time, you know, and people just go in and it was like like Minecraft. You could just go in and make stuff, and there really wasn't a theme to the game. It was just a world that you could go in. 
Yes, I'm a little bit old for him. We have a, 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 a excellent artist, uh, writer, Alex Coleman, is going to be leading the charge on that, this for us. And, uh, and, oh, and he's from Minnesota too, by the way. Nice. Yeah, so anyway, um, 100%. yeah. And, and the sandbox is, uh, it's exciting because it's going to be this, you have a Wiki World News office. We're going to have all the reporters in there and then they're going to go out, like you were saying, Ro, going out and, uh, reporting on these, uh, these stories, you know, and you can play the game. You can play uh, the game in the metaverse, which, you know, you know, uh, this is above my pay grade. I don't, under, I don't fully understand what we're doing, but it looks <laughs> okay. great. You know? It looks really, it looks exciting and new and like, and we have some NFTs coming out in a couple of weeks. So that's, that's another thing that we're, we're trying, we're, you know, we're just trying to move into the, Take take what we had before, make it better, and then move into TV, film, podcasting. Have you guys thought about like setting up at like some of the major paranormal conferences, like the Mothman Festival or something? I could totally see you guys having a booth or something set up there. Yeah, I mean we we I mean we're just uh, we just don't have enough people. But we'd love to have a booth, you know. If, if you guys are there, I mean, we'll do it with you or some somebody. There's a lot of festivals, all these comic Like Vegas, and, the, the Vegas Paranormal Festival would be fantastic for you guys. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, that'd be perfect, you know. So, huh. uh, yeah, cause, uh, so any ideas, we're open. We're open to any ideas from anybody, anywhere. Just, uh, you could send, you know, send me an email. Just greg at weeklyworldnews.com. And uh, we're open to anything. We just want to get people excited about it and and uh, grow it again. Well, I'm going to let you go in a minute. So this is the part of the show where I always give the guests the opportunity to uh, pimp out or promote whatever they're selling, which you've been doing this whole episode. But where can people find Weekly World News if they want to get a subscription to it? Can people get subscriptions and have magazines sent to their house again? Are you guys doing that again? Or We're going um, to start doing that, yeah. So I think if you go to our website, weeklyworldnews.com, there's a red thing on the uh, nav bar at the top. Just get a free subscription to the newsletter because we, we're going to send that out once a week right now. It's going to go probably by the January to like a couple, few times a week mm-hmm. and then every day. And then we'll, we'll keep sending more and more information on that about us and kind of like uh, different stories from the week there. So that's that's a good place to go. Uh, like I said, Facebook, a lot of engagement there. That's Weekly World News there. Uh, Instagram's at Weekly World News Official, and then Twitter, um, you know, Weekly World News. Uh, and we've gotten a lot of, in the last few days, uh, there's been a lot of, um, we've gotten a lot of email, a lot of stuff, because I don't know if you know, you guys saw, but Travis Scott, he was releasing his record on last Wednesday, and he used Bat Boy on the cover. Okay. Oh. I don't know if you guys saw that. But he, no, you know, I didn't know that. No. Redlocks. You could see it on his, you know, he's got 42 million. Like, like, so we knew that he did a mock-up of a Weekly World News cover, but he called it Weekly World New, Weekly World Truth. And then he put some other stuff, but he used the image of Bat Boy, you know? Yeah. Which is that we had, you know, we were just about to talk about, you know, yep. T-shirts together, but he has 42 million followers and also, and then this, this tragedy happened in Houston on Friday. So now it's like, I don't know, but he, but if you go on YouTube, uh, his latest two, three songs, it's just an image of his image of, uh, 
you know, he he changed Batboy, put some dreads on it and stuff. But, yeah. But I mean, this is a this is an example of like there's so many celebrities and actors and, and musicians that are fans. That's mm-hmm. ridiculous. I mean, we're, I'm I'm in L.A. a lot um, pitching and. It's just they, they just uh, everyone I talk to they they they're uh, they they say the same story they were they were sat down with their parents or their grandparents they would act out some of the stories they would read them they would take them on uh, long road trips they would read Weekly World News you know I, I'm guilty of that as well uh, my my whatever time we would go camping in northern Michigan my grandmother would stop and pick up a few issues or she would give me some of her extra ones. And that was what kept me occupied in the back seat of the car as we were driving over the Michigan is me sitting there reading in I nine nine hailed him. You know, it was like, it was, it was me, my Dungeons and Dragons books and weekly world news, you know, and I wish oh, I still had some of those. I really wish I, I still had some of those original issues, but you don't, you don't think about it at the time. You don't, you know, when right. the stuff's going on, you don't know. think, man, I got to see these for posterity's sake. You don't think about that. Like, you know, like I really yeah. wish I had an original Batboy, the first issue that ran, it came out. You know, I wish I still wish I had that so bad. You I know? know, I know. It's hard to it's hard to find them. You know. Yeah, you know, and people that got them don't don't want to get rid of them. You know, everybody like get I, framed. I, yeah, a, I mean, we've had, we've had uh, and like I said, uh, you know, besides uh, besides musicians and artists and actors and producers, uh, authors, Neil Gaiman wrote about Weekly World News and a guy named Robert Owen Butler. We have all these, um, there's been MFA programs. George Saunders teaches. He puts, puts, uh, Weekly World News head, headlines out and they have to write the story about it. Wow. Yeah. It's just, it's just, yeah. It's just, it's, uh, Start calling so some favors like, in, man. <laughs> yeah, it's part of this culture. So, I mean, we've got to get it out there. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, I guess if people go to 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 those places, we'd appreciate it. We'd like we we love our fans. We'd love to get people to spread the word, and and uh, I guess that's it. I don't know. Well, Greg, thank you very much for coming on here and talking to us. This has been a lot of fun, and I, for one, am very excited to see the rebirth of Weekly World News, and I really hope that. Um, I really hope you get that cult file. Well, you already have the cult following, but it'd be nice to see it, you know, and at least like, you know, if not in grocery stores, like, like specialty bookstores or something like that, you know, there's, right. there's gotta be some place out there where you guys can get those magazines back into circulation and back yeah. into print again, you know, or, or get new articles yeah. out there or go into we, new directions. We have and one, stuff. one store in New York, uh, Forbidden Planet, uh, which is a big fan and on 12th Street in Manhattan and they, they, they're big fans, and you can see a, a lot of uh, Weekly World News stuff, even our, our latest printed issue in, in that store. I could totally see Weekly yeah. World News stores popping up all over the country in, like, big tourist hotspot areas. Like, you go into a store, and it's just Weekly World News stuff and, bat, bat you know, Batboy statues and T-shirts. And, you know, yeah. I could totally see stores filled with that kind of stuff, like a Hot Topic kind of place or something, you know? I could, oh, yeah, definitely. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be awesome. So, anyways, thank you for talking to us, Greg. Uh, I will talk to you again, and uh, thanks okay. for being on Project Archivist, man. Well, thank you so much, you. Taylor and Ro. I really appreciate it, and keep up the great work you guys are doing an awesome job with your podcast. Thank you.
So that was Greg, fun guy, Weekly World News. He's kind of one of the new guard that's taking over and running the magazine now. He inherited it from the former management, and the people that are there are really, really trying hard to get this thing back up and running again, which, I, you know, in this in this day of fake news and, and just, you know, the lines are blurred now between how crazy is crazy, what is satire, what isn't satire. How far are people willing to go and what they believe, regardless of what is real and what isn't real? It's a strange time right now. So I'm wondering how they're going to pull this back in with everything going on right now, be it politically or socially, just just whatever. You know, I'm wondering, how are you guys going to pull this off right now? So, yeah, we'll, we'll see. You know, but either way, they're they're fun. It's they've always been fun reads. The covers have been fun. Um, if you don't know what Weekly World News is, go find out. Go look at it. Go go have a good laugh, you know. And if you're really hardcore into paranormal and Bigfoot and aliens and UFOs and all this stuff, just just mow the hell out, read it, and have some fun and have a good laugh because it was a lot of fun. And hopefully they can pull it off and bring it back and and do something with it, you know, I, because the the following is definitely there. But it was it was fun talking to him. Um, it really sucked. I wanted to get this show out so bad for Halloween, but it just wasn't in the cards. The timing wasn't right. Um, and I, I just had too much going on. And this is the first year in I don't know how long that I haven't put out something for Halloween. And I was really bummed and really crushed by it. But I just I just couldn't pull it off. But um, again, as I was talking about earlier, I do have another podcast that I'm involved with, which is Old Nerds Drinking. It's my friend John Patrick. And uh, it just that show was birthed from us just sitting around my fire in the backyard talking about weird geek nerdy stuff. And it was like, hey, uh, we should do something with this. And that's what it is. Um, but be warned, if you go over to that show, I'm not the same kind of person that I am here. I'm kind of an idiot for the most part. And that is by design. But uh, having said all of that, yes, there will be shows coming. I don't anticipate another three-month hiatus. Things are beginning to slow down now, oddly enough, as the holidays are coming in. I do have dates on the book. Stephanie has booked some stuff up. I've got some stuff booked up. And, um, you know, you'll be hearing me from, again, from me again sooner than later. And that's pretty much it, folks. So hopefully you enjoyed this. And, again, thank you very much for sticking around and downloading this and continuing to listen to the show. So this is Rojan from Detroit. Peace out. See you again soon.